only certainty in an uncertain world. The Command Center. And we're back. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are here back again. It is almost one o'clock in the morning. And we just figured it out. And we spent, I don't even know how long. I don't even, at least an hour. At least an hour. At least an hour trying to figure out this audio setup. Like audio setup. Um, yeah. Well, it's been complicated. <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, all y'all listening, enjoy this shit because it was. Yeah, it took a know, second, but it, uh, it wouldn't be right if there wasn't uh, some struggle into it. It'll just get better and better, though. I'll tell you what. Oh yeah. The more we figure out on this and everything, it's just gonna get better and better. Man. Golly. All right, dude. everybody. Y'all know what's going on. We fucking. Had a little complication. We're set up now, though. Let's get into some shit. Yeah, we're gonna talk about. Um, man, I don't know, dude. Like, we got a lot of shit going on mm-hmm. in this space, bro. Right? Man, you seen that new Bob Lazar podcast? Or not new, but that Bob Lazar podcast? Hell yeah, dude. Oh no, I know about Bob Lazar. That was some crazy <laughs> shit. Bob Lazar. For anybody who doesn't know who Bob Lazar is, um, you definitely should go check out his story. Uh, check out his podcast story, whatever. Super insane um, experience this guy went through. I think he was either a physicist or some type of physicist engineer. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Some in that range, you know. Super smart. Yes. Smart enough to work for the government. Put it this way. Before he worked for the government, he put a fucking jet engine in yeah, his car. Yeah, that's right. Put a jet engine in his car and drove that shit to if work. You, if you want to look it up, just look up Bob Lazar, jet engine powered car. But, and a um, Honda. Yeah, he basically worked for, uh, not Area 51, but a subsection of Area 51. Yeah. I think it was called Area S4 or something yep. like that. Yeah. And uh, he was working on... Well, shit, I guess the easiest way to put it is he was working on UFOs. Yeah. Working um, on an uh, alien spaceship. Yeah. And it was all top classified shit. We just, I don't know, I just watched that podcast and it was pretty interesting. They said that it was a fucking uh, spaceship that came from the Zeta Reticula star system. How the hell did you remember that? And, uh, Damn. <laughs> I think they said it was the Holy third shit. planet in that star system. Z3 or ZR3. And, um, yeah, basically, I don't know where they got that fucking name or anything. Right? How they even come up with that? Apparently, it's a different area, different universe or some shit, galaxy, I don't know. But And that's where the spaceship came from? Yeah. But get this. They said it actually wasn't, um, they didn't find that shit, like, crashed. It was found, found in an archaeological dig with eight other ships. They had nine ships total. And, um, apparently some archaeologists were digging and struck some type of metal. And they started uncovering this craft and 
you know how that goes. Men in suits showed up and took that shit over. Yeah, some men in black type crap where it's like, oh, you found something that's never been found before that looks like an alien spaceship? That's ours now. That's our property, you know. But, uh, yeah, he said he was basically working on uh, all this type of shit. And, um, I don't know. He said he actually seen the craft fly before. He said they found out how to make it hover and stuff. They couldn't actually fly it, fly it. They said the at full speed, the G-force would rip a human apart. But they can make it float and drift. And it could bend light. Like, whenever light would hit it. Yeah. If you're looking at it from the ground, you can't see it unless it's a certain angle. Boy, that that messes with your mind a little bit. Think about that. And they could be flying above us right now. Well, that's another thing too. It's like whenever we watch these UFO videos and we quote unquote like you know see them, they're just flying around this whole time. It's like we catch them in that moment. We might catch that blue light, you know, there or whatever, and it's like, oh, it just happened to catch that. It's interesting you said that. He actually said uh, that when the ship takes off, from his visual account, when the ship takes off, it has a slight blue light when it takes off and starts up. Yeah. And then it makes a slight, almost humming noise, some type of vibrational <laughs> noise. But once it gets to about over five feet, it actually uh, goes completely silent and the lights shut off. So it's almost know. like a startup thing. And for, you know, we want people to know too. It's like, please, if you don't know, go listen to the story and like do really your do your research because it is legit. It's not just it's like government documented. We're just, you know, trying to, oh yeah, this spaceship, this, like trying to say, you know, use it so loosely as like, oh, it's just a spaceship. But really go listen to the story and read on it. Because it's very convincing, very yeah. convincing, more convincing than you know your average Joe in a town just saying, so, "Oh, I saw this light beam fly by," or even those videos of the uh, Tic Tac, like the Tic Tac video. Right, right. You know, that's a hundred percent. Like that's some type of the Pentagon UFO. released that. So right, and they're it, saying they don't know what the hell it is. But a lot of those reports, like from the um, military. And stuff like the people who were there. I mean, there's multiple eyewitness accounts that the little tic tac moving, you know, at insane speed, dropped down what 60 feet or 600 feet, whatever, in like 0.2 seconds. Like, you know, that's insane. They didn't even actually, they said it dropped down to <coughs> 80,000 feet, which is technically 80,000 feet, which is technically out of space. That's 600. And it dropped down from 80,000 feet to sea level and they couldn't measure the time they said like a microsecond but they didn't have a measurement of how fast it was instantaneous it's like a just a blink i did the calculations for one second and if you do it roughly for one second that thing can go easily quarter million half a million miles an hour but if you're talking like microseconds and things like that could easily go millions of miles an hour which means they they could just travel the solar system freely. Us going to a different state could then be going to a different universe. Yeah, galaxy. well, that's that, personally to me, like, that's how I feel when it comes to UFOs. It's like, you know, whenever you grow up and, you know, you hear stories of UFOs and, you know, <clears throat> this and that, it's like, oh, you know, they're coming to Earth, you know, they're in space. 
it's way bigger than that I think like it's way more like complex like it's you know like you said it's not like oh you know planet to planet it's like no it's like universe to universe like the easiest way to put it I guess for a normal person to grasp is put it this way their UFO is like one of our fighter jets and their traveling area like okay fighter jet going around the world take a few hours that's how their ship is to the whole universe. If they want to go to a country, it might take a few minutes, an hour maybe. If they want to go across the whole world, which would be like the universe to them. Right. A couple hours. At those speeds, I mean. But I mean, the thing is, if you're moving that fast, if you got speeds that fast, we're saying universe to universe. They're traveling. Multiverse to multiverse. Exactly. Like an unlimited amount like we don't know i mean we're just assuming it's hard to think but it's like that's slowly as i you know just learn more things within stuff i realize it gets to a level that we just don't understand like you know the universe to universe thing in itself is already like insane like what universe to universe or galaxy to galaxy and stuff but i think it's something that we just don't they can even come easily from different we don't have a name for it like that but um but any but the point of bringing up all that shit was yeah like you know that's you know crazy legit you got the video of you know all that and pentagon footage but, government released documents and it's super legit but when you go listen to bob lazar and go read up on him it i'm telling you that is the most you just won't find a, a more better account. Yeah, like a better wit- a story, a witness story, like that's true of, uh, I mean, just the detail and stuff. And you know, this guy was, and he's in his, what you say, sixties, sixties probably. Started on this project when he was in his twenties, and um, his story's never changed. Never changed, and he doesn't seem too excited to talk about it. He actually well. said he likes to try and block it from his mind sometimes. It, I, and it's re, it's really tragic when you think about it because it's kind of not ruined this guy's life, but... It's taken over his life. It's taken over his life where it's not normal anymore. Where he's, you know, people have ridiculed him. I mean, terrible the threats to him. Up until the past his 10 family. years. Before any of it was more confirmed, people thought he was a nut job. Well, and that's the thing, too. It's like when it first comes out and stuff, and he's saying all this stuff, it's like, you know, just like we're talking about it right now. It's, you know, to act, you know, you're just listening, you know, thinking whatever. It's like, what the hell? This stupid eyewitness account. You know, this you guy's crazy. Some hillbilly in a small right, town. Right, right. It's actually... But it's... um. If the government... You know, checked him out and was like, "Okay, we'll allow you to work on this case." Then he's obviously mentally competent. He's not some psycho. They, they, very I'm sure there's yeah. countless tests they ran on him to make sure. I mean, he's a. You can tell too. He's a very intelligent man. Like he's not somebody who just. I mean, he's just. He's, he's got the history to back it up. You he's really done need to go check it out. Uh, test before I've read about. He's done a drug test right after to make sure he's not like tripping. You know, there's nothing in the system. system. He has normal brain activity, no types of yeah. I schizophrenia mean, or anything. Everything's checked out on him. And he doesn't, 
he's not trying to sell you a story either. Right, he's like, I'm just putting it out there. I don't, you don't, like, I'm not making people believe that this, this is. I'm just trying happened. to tell you what happened. Right. And then what, I, what did he have to say? Uh, he said, um, like, even whenever he would tell it, because who did he tell way back the story? And then they, he, the guy he had told it to, Bob Lazar told it to, had made the book. He gave it to um, a journalist or a reporter. Yes. He gave yes. it to a reporter, like, way back, like, when he had first got out of the whole thing and stuff. And basically told him the story and said, look, this is what it is. This is real. But, like, he, I don't think he expected people to believe it or anything like that. He was like, you're the only reporter that will take my story and, you know, try to do something with it. And not write it off as crazy. Right. Like, actually listen to it. And there's, and, I mean, there's other accounts of everybody seeing this and that, but you don't, you don't find a more reliable account. But, yeah. So, I mean, basically, Bob Lazar, you know, goes to work in uh, S4 in Area 51. Yeah. S4, right. So, bas- so basically, yeah. So, basically, Area 51 is broken into all these subsections where... They had these, based on Bob Lazar, his account, <clears throat> scientists working in these hangars. So they have you know, these different hangars that they're, you know, working on there, testing experiments and stuff. And basically, you know, this guy's only friend, the only person he really talked to was this other scientist, one other scientist in there. They weren't allowed to tell anybody besides each other. Because they wanted each scientist to be working on their own individual thing which he said and it makes a great point it's a big problem because because not all of them can work together in there you know yeah history proves that like the best way to get things done is when you have multiple scientists or whatever you're working on multiple people in that field comparing ideas comparing notes is the best way to figure things out and um, this kind of crazy. He actually said that when they were first working on it, they had a gravitational field around it oh, that they yeah. couldn't penetrate. Yeah. And he said he actually went to touch it, and his hand couldn't even get to the ship at first. Basically, like taking two magnets and taking the opposite sides of it, wherever, and trying to connect it together. And how it feels like, you know, the harder you try to get those magnets to connect, the stronger. The the, yeah, the stronger the resistance is on it. And the thing is, too, he said that they checked and there was no magnetic activity, so it couldn't be magnets. And what was weird, so, okay, so, you know, Bob Lazar is in there, you know, in the hangar, only has one other scientist. He's basically working. The whole point of them, what they're working on, is to figure out how this thing works. Because they have this spaceship in there, and they're able to fly it. And they're able to get it, well, not fly it, they're able to get it up off the ground. But they have no clue what's giving this gravitational pull or giving the force field around it or anything like that. So that's the whole kind of concept of it. But there's something else I kind of wanted to mention. Um, he made a great analogy saying if you dropped a mini nuclear reactor into Victorian era, era times, they might be able to figure out how it works and how it's powered and all. But they'll never be able to recreate, recreate it for it. like yeah. however long, hundreds of thousands of years. And you know, that's the whole point for, uh, you know, especially for the government. You get something like that, they want to recreate it. 
And they actually discovered the element power in it they call element 115 um, is their power source, whether it's some type of dark matter or whatever. And uh, crazy enough, in 2004, I believe it was, we actually finally were able to use a particle accelerator and mash two particles to create element 115 for only, I believe it was 0 0.022 of a second, which was long enough to get it put on our periodic table. So now it's on our periodic table, element 115. Oh, wow. But it's not nearly long enough. We can't stabilize it. Basically, they can't even generate it for a second. So there's we're way far away from stabilizing. But it's there. But we actually have that element. And another good thing, example, I guess you could say, is they said we started off, you know, our first fuel things, we started off figuring, okay, you put coal or fire into an engine and then, you know, that'll power it. Like, and then we got to fuel. You put fucking gas in a car and that'll power it. Or you put jet fuel in a jet and fire comes out and that'll right. power it. But if their planet or wherever they're from, if the first thing that they discovered and started working on was element 115, they could have started off way more advanced than us. If it's well, right, that's true. It's like our, you know, like you said, like our elements that are just basic elements of from where we're from. And, and they could be completely different. And yeah, element one fifteen could have been their base of life of everything and how they were able to make everything like these spaceships and stuff. And it's like um, we can't generate it yet, but they might have just a constant source of it. They might have element one fifteen mines or right. something. You know? Well, yeah, right, right. That they can. It's there. It's on their base, whatever that is. And um, what do you think would uh, come first? You think we'd see aliens first or AI take over? Uh, well, I mean, aliens are kind of confirmed already. True. And then, I mean, if you want to get. Right there too, well, I was about to say, I was like, if you want to get technical, I mean, AI is kind of already taking over. The thing I always <laughs> say is, like, if you look at some of the Boston Mechanic robots, they make robots that can do extraordinary shit, but they have no AI. They're just you know, robots controlled, simple, like machines, basically. Then they have AI and computer systems that can, like, get into the point where they can almost self-think and whatnot. Oh, I'd say it's already there. And if, I'm just glad nobody's put the AI into a robot where it could think for itself and it has the functionality to move around oh, and do its own thing. I mean, you, literally, dude, I mean, you take an Alexa and you put arms and legs on that fucking thing, Dude, that's, that's that's it. That's all it would take is because, like, it knows everything already. Like, it's already, like, the AI in it is already, like, has all the knowledge to do whatever it wants. And you give that the ability, like, the mobility, really, of a human or better. For better or worse, better. I think the AI, next AI engineer whatever you want to say i think elon musk will be one of the top people figuring it out oh for sure he will uh he'll be at the um forefront of it, like of the new wave of uh with the ai and the technology and the robots and it's i mean i seen a thing the other day it was uh like bartenders in this area or whatever losing their jobs because 
they have the robot bartenders now. Dude, they have them at, uh, <clears throat> I think the Zephyr's game actually went to, or, or <laughs> Baby Cakes, yeah. Um, game that I went to, and they had uh, a robot bartender there. And then I went to a market in uh, the city, and they also had one there. It's like, you know, simple enough, I guess, if you want to say that. It's just an arm that can pour the drinks and stuff for you, but... Step one. It already understands there's the drink you want, there's how I make it. And it's scary, too. I mean, you got to think. It doesn't matter what job you're, you have. A machine can do it faster. A machine can do it better. Faster, better. It's just... I think the only thing that it can't touch, like in a field that it can't touch, is just like art, like creative arts and stuff like that. Like, you know, creating music and like, you know, creating painting, you know, like that type of stuff. Because then that's like emotion into it. And then, you know. And if it gets to that point, we. If it gets to that point, I mean, basically we're going to get replaced. I mean, everything. I don't know. Times are changing. I mean, even animals are starting to become smarter in certain senses uh you see about the orangutan that was spear fishing yes I, we you give them the tools i'm telling you this right now you take a freaking orangutan and you give it the tools any basic human tool that we use you get it, it it's going to figure it out see it needs all it needs to do you give it to and let it see a human because it's it thinking out. And once it's you, it's like, okay, I can do that. They actually uh, seen human spearfishing this orangutan and stole one of the spears and started spearfishing himself. But the thing is, what if they seen a human spear another human? And then they started spearing people. Oh, they would they would start spearing people. They, they would start killing everybody. They have an account of uh, a chimp actually sneaking into, or I wouldn't say sneaking, but a chimp actually came up upon a camp of hunters and... Uh, Seen them using their guns and it picked one up and actually shot, shot some of the hunters. Yep, shot some of the hunters. It didn't know how to really work the gun. It was just loaded and it grabbed it and started messing with it and it actually started shooting people. Holy crap, dude! So what they do? They shot they shot the monkey down, shot the chimp down. I don't know. I was actually listening to it on Joe Rogan talking about it. Shout out Joe Rogan. Um, yeah, shout out Joe. So I don't know if uh, I don't know the full story. I just know. It was brought up for a second that there was a some form of chimpanzee that came across some hunters and I mean I believe got it. hands on one of their weapons. I believe it. I mean you got to think. Even if it was an accident, I could see a monkey grabbing and just accidentally pulling the trigger. Well, monkeys are the closest thing to us as far as just like physical, you know, ability and stuff. I mean they're able to walk on their leg, you know, basically erect, and then their hands. It's the hands. Opposed to thumbs. Yes, that's what, what separates, that's literally, that's the one thing that freaking separates us from being a chimp. It, or not a chimp, like just uh, any Something other else. animal, yeah, right. right, is that. Like, because, okay, for example, dolphins, their mindsets. Oh, they are smarter. Very superior. They just don't than have us. the physical body to do. What they don't have, you can't grab shit with your fins. <laughs> right, they're they're kind of they're kind of limited. Yeah, with their physical ability, and uh, but I mean, dude, you look at a chimp, an orangutan, any of you know the primates. Dude, they got that thumb. They got that thumb, and if they're able to up. grab something, and they will how to use it. They will grab a hold of your neck, and they could just freaking kill you. Oh yeah, dude. 
But they're ruthless. They go for the eyes, the throat. They are very they ruthless. I wanted to say uh, about the orangutan thing you brought up. And I saw the human spearfishing and stuff. Uh, I watched this video. It, they, it was a bunch of videos. Very interesting where they make these super realistic um, like uh, animal like robots basically. And they bring them into um, like the little sanctuaries of either orangutan, like they would have a, a gorilla robot in the gorilla sanctuary thing or whatever, basically just interacting with the animals and stuff and just seeing how they would react and like, you know, what are their tendencies? Like it's very legit. Well, this one with this orangutan, it put the robot orangutan right next to the real one and uh, robot orangutan has a saw in his hand, you know, regular hand saw. And they have it just cutting wood. And um, the real orangutan is just watching it. Just watching it, watching it, you know. Just like, I'm probably like, what the hell is going on, observing you know. But it's, uh, yeah, observing and learning. Well, then they drop a saw off next to the real orangutan just to see what it would do next to a stick. Orangutan picks up the damn saw. That's what it starts doing. Sawing the freaking stick just like the robot orangutan was but not only was it just mimicking it it was it was in competition with the robot where you could tell by its expressions and emotions that i mean it it wanted to beat the other robot of cutting the freaking yeah it was like wait you're cut you're sawing a piece of wood Nah, i have a saw i'm about to cut this wood faster and it got to the point it's pretty funny it got to the point where the uh, real orangutan got so exhausted because the robot orangutan just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept sawing. The real orangutan it literally was laid out on its back, about to pass out, fall asleep, and was just still sawing the freaking wood. I mean, it was determined because of what it saw. That other orangutan doing was determined to do it. The same thing, but not only, but do it better. Okay, now, check this out. Take That's it up a notch. Say they put the robot out there and built a simple wood hut. What do you think the orangutan would do? It would slowly start figuring out how to build the hut. Then you have orangutans living in fucking huts and trees. All they would have to do is just live in a city for a month. Live just in a normal suburban area. Dude, that thing. They'll start figuring shit. That out. thing just bought a house. That thing's that, driving a car. That thing's investing, okay? That thing's day trading. Got Bitcoin. Driving a Tesla, okay? That, it, you know, people think the gap is so far between, like, like we're at the top of the food chain, you know? Th- there's all, the only reason is because of the thumb that we're on top of the food chain and because of our brain. Now, but I'm telling you right now, you get a chimp, you get a, uh, uh, a primate. That's just learning. You, you put it in the same bubble that as humans we're in. I'm telling you, the only thing you would tell the difference between us and them is just the, you know, the physical features. There's actually, a, I'm not going to say a theory, but a lot of scientists believe that the primates are entering the Stone Age now. They're starting to make actual stone tools. They're starting to make, you know different things like that and um you know you look at stone age like oh a person kind of knows what's going on yada yada so kind of like how whenever we were um neanderthals like type deal like whenever we were 
like right. just cavemen and we started figuring stuff out they think that's what uh they're slowly entering that phase not like fully invested yet or whatever you want to say but they're in the beginning steps of figuring out how to use their own tools or technology i guess you'd say but um, that's interesting that's interesting I don't know. I don't because be... because it, it's not that crazy though because it kind of makes sense like okay we went through our process like you know stone age you know figuring out tools and stuff like that and just like the examples we just brought up with it using a saw stuff using a spear i mean that sounds like beginning of the stone age yeah honestly it sounds like a little step ahead i think the only thing i think our intellects just fired in there so we did it faster but once they start learning because we had that jump that. right we had that jump which is something they, Some people they, say aliens might have gave us a jump. Well, I was going to say, they never really put those pieces together. They never, like, figured out that part of the timeline where we went from, like, our brains were so small. And then in a rapid, rapid amount of time, like, we gained so much in our brain. In and the past 400 years, we went from fucking living in castles, shooting bone arrows at each other, to having fully automatic weapons and bulletproof bunkers tanks jets things like that just in four or five hundred years i mean you look at if you want to even go a little further a thousand years ago they had vikings going around with axes and shit oh, like that yeah. living in like i mean huts and stuff compared to now we're building skyscrapers right right it, we can the, the big the biggest thing part of human history is progression there's always going to be progression, whether we like it or not, or whether it's right or not, or whatever. There's always going to be that progression of it, just like how in uh, 200 years, I mean, it's it's gonna they're gonna look back at us like, man, they were driving cars, right? They they were using cell phones, you know. It's like it's like they weren't brain chipped, you know, and um, so it 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 really wouldn't shock me. Yeah, it wouldn't be too surprising to see. I mean, why not? I mean, you see videos all the time, not only just with primates, just animals. You know, they, they figure it out. I mean, just like you train a dog. You know, you get a dog, doesn't know nothing, then you train it. Oh, wait, now it learns how to sit? Now it learns how to give you paw? I mean, not saying you could train a dog to drive a fucking car, but I'm saying over time, though, if you naturally. Really yourself, they say dogs <clears throat> can learn. I'm not sure the exact number, but maybe up to like 150 commands. That's if you can teach them, like if you take the time, and uh, and that's you teaching them. It's like you know your teeth, like you know I saw works a dog, but if you have a, the, these primates that are just learning without any teaching of anything, it's like they're developing that consciousness almost. They already <laughs> have emotion and things like that, right? But just wait, the day a chimpanzee figures out that it's a chimpanzee. <laughs> I'm going to have to shoot it. That's the, that's the day Planet of the Apes becomes real. Because if a chimp knew it was a chimp, it would be the top of the food chain. I think, realistically, we just have to come up with some type of gas bomb that only affects chimps. Fucking wipe them out. But then again, that would destroy ecosystems. And I wouldn't everything. even want to do that, though, because then they, that's a new thing they just figured out. And yeah, maybe we win in that moment. But damn, dude, there's going to be a chimp generations down the line. That 
right. it's going to pick up on that. Like it's going to be. Y'all wiped us out. Okay. Okay. Well, my great great grandpa told me about y'all. He great great grandpa. No. <laughs> he learned that in his last time he documented in a stone. <laughs> this story has been passed down in my family for generations. Okay. And as over time, they, they slowly were starting, just like we started putting the pieces together from the Stone Age to now, they slowly start putting the pieces together. I mean, I it sounds insane. I get it. But if you really think about it, it's why not? Why not? Why the hell not? The stuff that we've been figuring out and the stuff that we've discovered over the last hundred years, I mean, dude, get out of here. If you think... hundred years ago, if you told somebody we would be flying up, Jet that can go around the world in a couple hours. Dude. They would be like, What's flying? They wouldn't question the speed or they'd be like, What's flying? I don't even know what that is. I mean, I, that's a that's like one of the perfect examples of you think you know what the future's gonna be like. You think you know what's possible until you see the impossible in right in front of your face. I think we could have we probably have more way more futuristic technology. I think the government might just be holding on to a lot of it because people wouldn't know what to do with it. The way I see it as the government and the military, which I mean, like the same thing, but like, you know, the government, only those high military official stuff, they're always 10 years of the general public ahead. Like they're ahead by 10 years with technology where what they know compared to what we have is probably like, like we won't really know what it is in, you know, 10 years. Like, you know, if you take the airplane, you go 10 years before with the first flight, you know, with the airplane, you know, that's like if the government had already figured out the technology, but, you know, because of mass hysteria and just not really want to release things to the public, eh, they hold on to it. That's what I feel like we're in right now, where they have these spaceships, they have this technology where... I guarantee you they've <clears> been had flying cars. I it mean, breaks the law. Hard. I think they have things that just like... Oh, flying cars? Yeah. I, well, the thing is... I think they can't regulate air traffic. I think, yes. I think they kind of moved past that. Where flying cars, is that really what... You know, that's... The, it, think it's right. small. You know, right. kind of like... That's like some, like, 1970s. Like, ooh, what the about Jetsons, flying cars in the future? The like? Jetsons type crap. Where we get flying cars. We're talking about changing freaking physics. Changing the... Changing, uh... If we could find a way to create <laughs> gravitational waves... Dude, if we, we just could find a way to make gravity, we could bend light, bend time... Gravity. We could figure out a way to control Everything gravity. Everything revolves around gravity. The, like, I mean, element 115, we just added a, a freaking new element. Touching to back the, on that, I'm not going to go real deep into that again. Uh, but I wanted to say this, um... Bob Lazar actually was saying that a uh, thing they do in the government is if they can't figure out the technology within a few years, they'll tuck it away for about 10, 15 more years to see if we've caught up anymore and figured it out. So every 10, 15 years, they're reopening huh. it, trying to see if our tech's caught up enough to figure out what's going on. There you go. That sounds, I mean, we, I, mean I, I said 10 years in advance as like a measurement, but I mean, there you go. I mean, the things that they have that we still can't figure out, who knows when we found that, you know, in Area 51. You know, it's like, I mean, Bob Lazar in 1982, 19, in the 1980s, this is all this crap. 
with the bending light to controlling uh, uh, gravity. If you got a 1980s car to a fucking Bugatti, like our tech's that much more right. advanced, and we still don't know what's going on. And that that was back then, and who knows how long that was there before it was ever discovered. Oh, it could have been. They could have came here ancient times. Easily. Oh man, that's 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 pretty scary to think about. Everybody, if y'all want to just do your own research, just you really should. This is our stuff. I mean, you really should. It's legit. I can't even go into a. I know y'all don't want to hear me spilling out for three hours what he's already said. Just do your own research. You'll figure it out. It's very interesting. Give it a shot. It's not your everyday UFO story. Just listen for the first 10, 15 minutes, and you'll be hooked. He was there. That's all I'm gonna say. Um. <coughs> all right. If everybody's still with us, we had our little uh, UFO and alien talks. Went into primates, AI, touched on a little bit and all. Might get on some real world stuff now. That's, yeah. I mean, it's all real world, but some you know day to day things. I guess we could talk about uh, daily life. I don't know. Um. So the world today, man. What's what do you want to say? August twentieth. August twentieth. <coughs> Two thousand and twenty-two. Government's getting crazier. Got the ever. midterms. Got the midterms. Right. Coming up. If any of y'all are going through that, you know. Good luck. Uh, I think the government. You know, we could talk about that forever too. But there's so many things, dude. <laughs> they could be hiding and taking over. Whatever. Who knows, dude? Another thing, we could look at it like this. We might not even reach that phase. We might have another event. We might have a World War Three or a Civil War that could just set us back again. Yeah, it's, it's kind of eerie now because I feel like, you know, we're kind of due for some type of war. Yeah, we just, like it's, a it's been, big war. It's been a while since we've had anything crazy since, I mean... Years. World War Two is the biggest world thing. Well, yeah, World War Two, and then you had like, even Vietnam the, was just us, Vietnam, a couple other countries involved, and then that uh, wasn't too too. They had the Gulf War. Yeah, and that's it, just like a few factions. But like, if we go into something again where it's like everybody, we're you gotta close. Think, we're still so tribalistic. We have countries. We're close. We're doing whatever I mean we're in a democratic area they have countries and communism socialism everything we're still like tribalistic and very small minded in certain ways we're so near and all, man and I think it's just a basic mindset like technology wise we're obviously not Neanderthal but mindset wise we still look at things tribalistically or group wise whatever you want to call it, call it whether it's race or country or Gender nowadays, just whatever it is. Tribalistic, they, man. You you ride with your people, man. And it, if you're on the other side of it, then it's... And I mean, to an extent, that's just how it always has been. You know, Indian tribes, whatever. You can go back as far as you want. Vikings had their own different branches. Um, I mean, go back to as far as you want. They probably had Neanderthals, I'm sure, that were settled in different areas that went to war. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, you're... F- from the bamboo tree? And if we can get out of that mindset and work together, which I'm not going to say impossible, but, you know, it's very tough. If we could all work together and come together as humanity, we would, I mean, j- just imagine if us and Russia and China and all shared our knowledge together. Oh, 
we live in Utah, super cheap, but <laughs> I, dude, I'm, we just I, have that tribalist mindset. Like, oh, they're in a different part of the world. We got to compete with them. Yeah, because you, they want to win. Like, they want to be the top dog. They don't want to share it, you know, if that's yeah. the thing. And I don't know, you know, I'm with you. Like, I don't want to say, like, it's impossible, but I think what it comes down to is I don't think it's everybody may come together, but I think the people that really know was like just put all that crap aside put all the rate put all that superpowers put all the crap aside it just should be good versus not good not good yeah put it into black and white (coughs) you know just for the sake of human civilization like we don't live for you know like we're not representing just america or i'm white or i have brown hair it's the human civilization the human race we need representation for the human race in general, not just America, China, Russia. It's so much bigger than that. And people, like... Like, I guarantee you, the aliens out there and all, they might have different planets of aliens, but whatever planet they're from, they're all one, whether you want to call it the alien queen or whatever, they all have one system that they all work together towards and they put aside fighting amongst themselves. And that's probably what put them so much further than us. Right, right. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was like, really, you know, if we did put everything aside and, you know, everybody came together and just worked on our progression as humans. And not even on the, like, hippie, like, oh, world peace, everybody needs to work together. But, like, just... The grand scheme of it all. Right. Like, you want to advance civilization, work together. Put your great minds together. You know what's better than one great mind? Two. Two. And then two, three. I mean, the more, and the thing is, too, you know, we're so used to, um, we're so comfortable in just our own world nowadays and stuff. It's, you know, you can't, it's hard enough to think outside of, you know, not having your phone or, you know, not doing your daily routine. But if you just think bigger than that, think just way bigger than that. Like, take away the physical shit, take away all the crap, that the technology that distracts you, whatever. When it comes down to the basics, we're all human. And the most important thing is our progression. And the the way it's going now, we're going to have another setback. After setback. After setback. Not to mention cataclysmic events mixed in on all Well, that's the thing, too. You have Mother Nature. Which... Things, things that aren't aren't in our control. control, right? And you know, you got to think as a human race, we're not you know we're not handling our business the way we should with a lot of things. And you know, I personally feel like even if we were all together, all trying to work together to you know do right, we're still behind compared to the things that Mother Nature can do to us. The things that are out of control. I mean, we could work. Together with China and everybody. If a fucking meteor hits us, we're screwed. So it's like, why? I just don't. I don't know. It, it's very, it's very insane whenever we break it down. Of like, why? Why are we the way we are with that? And why are we so separated? And why is it so like in our instinct? It's literally. It's like natural. Like everybody is like natural competition. And I think it comes from a oh survival of the fittest mindset, but yeah. at this point, I mean, we're all you know the whether you want to say the fittest or advancing the 
all these big superpowers are all advanced and you know china russia us whatever everybody has like oh nuclear weapons this that like okay we all have that type of tech there's no point in competing with each other we need to share it together and figure out something i mean dude say they just combined all the greatest minds and worked and just kept that going for a few hundred years i'm sure we'd be able to come up with some type of solar field around the earth that could prevent meteors or something. 100%. We would be able to um, reverse um, and, and get the earth back to how it should be with everything. That Take away pollution, get rid of plastics. I'm sure there's something that could easily, like, do. Reheal the ozone layer. They could work 24-7 cleaning the oceans and stuff. But right. Anybody ever heard about that? Because I haven't. Dude, that's, that's true, huh? That's funny you said that. I never thought about that. They got all these they damn... Don't, they don't care. They it, really don't sad, care. Man. They could have a fucking robot just planting trees all day in an empty field. I mean, they could have so robots weird, doing dude. everything. And I'm not saying, obviously, robots take over, you know. But I'm saying... But it's... Like, we have all machines, the tech. You want to call it. Where's our tech going to? All the stupid crap. Guess what it's going to? War, weapons. Bigger weapons. To fight each stronger other. Stronger weapons. To just kill us all. And I don't want to sound like a hippie or nothing like that. It's nothing like that, but it's the truth. Exactly. It's like if we just it really it's together. it's really the truth. I mean, you can believe whatever stereotype you want. I don't care what you do, who you are, what you believe in, where you live. When it comes down to it, you know, dude, you're just a freaking human. Just you made of dust. Right. Like, like you die and then just disintegrate. Yeah, you're this that this body we're in is so fragile and so weak it's <laughs> we only have a limited amount of time here and we always you would think, always throughout history spend that time fighting each other you'd think it'd be common sense by now right but it's the complete opposite you know what's even sad too I bet you aliens came aliens came from some planet and they they went to war with us and you know first of all we probably wouldn't even have a chance if they wanted to kill us they kill us but if we had a shot and we knew that they were coming, and there's going to be this war between Earth and this planet. We couldn't even come together for that because China would want to say that they're the ones that are f- the main ones fighting it, or Russia would want to be like, you know, Putin. Well, I'm the one that, you know, or like I'm the one that my weapons, the aliens. Yeah, my right. weapons stop them. Not, not and the then after that, if say say by some miracle we did beat aliens, whoever was in charge of that operation, they'd want to run the world. They'd be like, we took out the aliens. We're the superior race. It would almost be worse if we beat beat the aliens. Right. Because then whoever, whatever it was, whatever superpower felt like that they earn all the prize and the pride of that, they're just going to try to take this way. What puts another country above another in the long run? Beating them in combat or whatever. Well, it goes back to ancient civilization. Okay. Two countries go to war. The winning country has the better weapons, better trained people, or whatever, and they're going to be the ones ruling shit. So if we went to war with another planet, it would be the same thing. The, whoever won that war would want to take over. Well, they would, um, you know, they would have a lot of their shit, you know. Like the, I feel like it would be a race of. First of all, like if we're somehow beating aliens in a war, that's right, that's, that's crazy it. enough. But any technology. Like, you know, anything that they can get, any leftover artifacts and stuff. Right. And then whoever gets it. 
and figures it it'd out. be a race to the first one to get the most stuff from that war from the aliens and then figure it out and then once they figure it out they take over just yeah for the whole point of just taking over i mean dude look at the moon race like instead of saying hey let's all come together and figure out right. to get to the moon they're like let's see what culture can do it first Dude, what's wrong? And I, it, it's a shame, and I'm not, I don't want to be like negative, but it's, I think it's too far gone now as far as the way we live now and stuff. It, it's just too it much. It's very dramatic. Everybody would have to be stripped of every title, everything they own, every possession, everything. It has to go down to you're human, I'm human. That's it. I don't know. I don't know because, I, like you said, I feel like it's almost it is just a human nature thing. I guess. I mean, dude, look at like okay, third world countries. I mean, okay, for example, France and Ghana. This guy came from mining fields, like sand mines or whatever, in his country. While we're over here on our iPhones and shit, it's like we could have easily shared tech, shared anything with them. Right. Built sustainable housing, water source, whatever. They're just trying to get water. Right. They're just trying to get food. And we're over here like, why should we help them? I don't even, I can't even decide like, what I want to eat. Right. In a day, you know? it's. And they're over there trying to figure out if they can eat in a day. And like, we're over here like, well, it's not really our problem. Yeah, of course, the United Nations and group, Peace Corps, groups like that will try and send people over to help. But I mean, that's just a couple people. I don't know, man. They don't do, to go send 50 people to drill a well. Like, okay. They're limited to what they can do, but I mean, they still, you know, do it, but it's, uh, I'm very, it sucks. It, it kind of sucks because, I mean, I would just be, I, I want to see. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the earth would be like, you know, like. Right. I just feel like if, if, I, if all the possessions were stripped and, I, I don't know, it, it, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to talk about because I mean I don't know what it would take like what realistically like because like I said I feel like it would take something very tragic to have you know everybody come together right but even if it was something tragic there's always you got those people that are always going to find something to try to get the one up right on the other man just because you're thinking well he might do it to me Right. And a lot of people, too, are just money and power hungry and don't want to share. It's like a uh, bigger version of kids on a playground. You get a new toy and you don't want to share it with somebody else. And then once you already do that, then you, you're assured in your mind you're not going to share it. Because if you did share it, now you're going to feel like you're weak. And even if you did share it, you're going to want to be like, okay, I'm sharing it. But at the end now of the day, I'll take it back. It's mine. Yeah. You're always gonna have that. Try to find that Not one share. I'm like, okay, it's both of ours now. It's like, yeah, right. And dude, perfect example. I mean, as a kid, you're you're I mean, a child. We're, we're programmed. Not even I wouldn't say programmed. It's our natural instinct from birth to be what's mine is mine. And I understand. And I, I feel that. It. I feel that, dude. It's in my instinct. I Everybody's got to feel that. I mean, yeah. It's like you're eating a burger. And, you know, of course, there's different people, but you're eating a burger, driving down the street, and you see a homeless person. You're not going to go, let me tell him half this burger. It's like, fuck, I own this right. burger. He can get his own. And then you try to find ways in your head of why you shouldn't right. give him anything. Like, well, he could get a job. He could do this. Work. And, I mean, it's that's a bad not... example, but it makes sense. 
and I mean, you know, there's a lot of fake homeless people out there who right, just right. scam you. So but like, even yeah. that, though, you know, it's like, you know, you take it to the next level with countries. It's like, mm, you know, maybe, you know, I could share these ideas with, you know, Russia or something, like as Americans. But, you know, they would probably use it to kill me and they would probably do this and that, all this negative stuff. Well, I'm, I would rather not because yeah. I need to keep, you know, it all comes down to trying to protect your own, which I'm all for. But I don't know. It, it would be nice. It's nice to think of a future that maybe could look yeah, past yeah, that. Um, that's what honestly, though, there's moments because that's like the beauty of sports. I personally feel like I feel like sports is one of those things that. You know, people you see of all different races and, you know, uh, nationalities and stuff like that. But even sports is a competition. Well, right. It's still a competition at the end of the day. But it's something that everybody can enjoy. You're not thinking like, okay, I'm a Steelers fan. If there's another Steelers fan, I'm like, holy crap. Hell yeah, dude. Like, you know, talking about Steelers, this and that. This dude could be a terrorist freaking just killed 20 people. Which right. is freaking terrible, but um, it. I don't know. Maybe that's a shitty example. Well, yeah, because I don't want to look past that. Say, but you know right. what I'm saying. But it's like simple things. Like okay, it's like you could be working with somebody and they could be a nerd in your eyes, and you're like, man, they're a weirdo. But you find that one common thing. For example, I love Marvel, um, DC, all you know, all that type of stuff. I love comics and all. There could be people, I mean, not there could be, it's happened in my life. There's people that I've known or whatever, and I'm not, I don't consider myself like a nerdy person, but I'm into nerdy things. There's people that I would never really personally be like, yeah, I'm going to hang out with them and stuff. But you find that common ground, like, oh, they like comics too? They like, and then you could start talking about that and make a friendship just off right. that. Music. Music's actually a better example than sports. Music, because that goes back, way back, music. And that's something that's, it doesn't matter what language you speak. You hear somebody strumming on a guitar, or you somebody hitting like a drum beat or something, you got freaking 20 different nationalities or whatever, just all bobbing their head head at the same tempo, same beat, and they're all one in that moment. So, I mean, there's definitely moments of it, you know, there's definitely time, you know, you go to a big music festival or something, and freaking thousands of people all in the crowd or whatever listening to this one person sing or play music whatever right and they're all in it at one time it's like you know that's a moment where you know people aren't worried about oh is this person next to me uh muslim or is this person next to me asian you know it's like right. you're all sharing that one moment in a positive way and so and uh i was almost gonna say like fighting but that's people get competitive with that too they're like i want my country to win or i want my guy to win or whatever but uh yeah, it's like the sports thing, you know, where it's like you. But you to get an extent, it's them. like if you can find common ground with people, that's all people need to do. Not look at the differences and negatives. Just try and find common ground with the next person, and that's where it starts. I mean, dude, there's people that I just really couldn't stand, but I find out, oh, they're really into MMA, they're into boxing, I'm into Change that. Perspective, your perspective like, on okay, them. okay, well, we could talk about that, and I don't have to be thinking in my head the whole time. Like, I don't like your It's like, oh, you like that too? Okay. Yeah, like it changed. I, I, I used to be really bad with stuff like that where 
you know, you write somebody off, you know, it's like as soon as you see him, you're like, ah, I get a bad vibe about this dude. And then, oh, you know, you start talking about, you know, something that you like or whatever, and it just changes that perception on it. And they like you know? it too, and then you're like, well, like maybe you weren't that guy that person, I thought. Yeah, you know, maybe you weren't the person some I thought. Weirdo, it's just somebody who actually he kind of likes the same things or whatever. Right, right, and I think I think there's a lot more com like common ground. Like I think everybody could find something in common. With at least one else. thing. Yeah, at least one thing in common. Yeah, I'll find something in common with everybody on the planet right now. Oh, you eat and drink. I eat and drink. There you go. I mean, shit. It's pretty simple. I mean, dude, that that's the that's it right there. Shoot. Like, freaking uh, the world the earth is starting to fall apart or something oh wow you eat food i eat food and there's no food or no water it's the end of the world let's get food and water together right and then boom um and speaking of fighting dudes big fights coming to the we got a, we got we got a we got a slew of things coming tomorrow between ufc and then ooh, boxing freaking we got the uh Joshua versus Usyk tomorrow. Usyk's that man. Yeah, bro. I think Usyk. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Anthony Joshua kind of, but you know. Yeah, I like Anthony Joshua. I think I just. I don't know. I think a lot, a lot is uh, said whenever you lose a fight as a fighter. Yeah. And um, or how you lose too. Yeah, and it's like you know if you're on that big winning streak and you know you're on top of the world and. You know, you're you're the unified champ, and then you lose. And how you handle that moment, I think, is bigger than any other moment because. And it's very mental. It's yeah, it's all mental because you you decide in that moment how you're going to come back because you're going to get your opportunity. This is just a setback, but it could be the end of your career based off how you react to it. And one thing with Anthony Joshua after he lost that last fight, he just you know. His trainer had came out and said he didn't know if he had the fight in him like that anymore. And then they were going back and forth and stuff. And it's like when you see stuff like that, it kind of like, you know, you if you're a fighter and you lose it, you know, all right, I lost. It is what it is. I'm going to go back, go back in the lab, figure out what went wrong. And I'm going to come back even stronger. Right. That's a champion. And I mean, even dude. Even you could see it and just sparring and training at the gym. Like, okay, for example, say I start sparring, you know, and I beat for four weeks in a row. I'm just beating everybody. Then I come in the fifth week and somebody really just starts lighting me up. I'll have in my mindset next time I go sparring. Not me, just an average person might be thinking, damn. Sorry, I've missed out. Way more mental. Like, maybe I can't just keep winning, you know, whatever. It's like you got to keep in your head like, okay, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Not, not, oh, they're just better than me. What did I do wrong? So I lost. And accepting that you can make a mistake and accepting that you're not invincible. Because I think that's another thing, too. You know, you got to stay, you got to stay stable in your mind. When, when you're on top, on top of the mountain, you can't just live life like you're on top of the mountain. You got to still keep, stick to your roots. Yeah. Stay hungry. You're not invincible. And just know that there's a guy out there. There's somebody out there who's watching you who is determined to beat you. Dude, look at, like I always say, there's always somebody bigger out there. Even if, dude, I don't care if you're Mike Tyson in his prime, whatever. There's always going to be somebody out there that can beat you. 
for somebody coming up that can beat you in a few years. I mean, dude, look at, bring him up again. Look at Francis Ghanu. This guy came out of the woodworks and it's just a monster. Out of nowhere. I mean, dude, you think Stipe was thinking years ago, like, oh, there's going to be this just uh, African guy that comes out of nowhere and he's just strong as shit. No, he's thinking I, I can beat anybody, no, whatever, whatever. Then somebody like that pops up. I mean, I feel like that's a, that's a good bit of fighters. I feel like what happened with me, like, Kamara Usman, like whenever Usman won the title, I remember whenever he fought that fight, I was, uh, I didn't know, like, you know, you just don't know, like, it, and, and that's why I try to keep up with the prelims and stuff now, because people are up. that's really, dude, that, that's where you find your, find your stuff, man, that's where you find the next one, man, like, yeah, speaking of Usman, UFC, yeah, big fight tomorrow, um, he's fighting tomorrow, uh, Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards, the freaking hardest name to ever remember ever. Um, but shout out Leon Edwards, though. You know, I yeah. think. Um, I like Leon, but man, I did too. I think he's gonna get pummeled. I don't know because okay, the way I look at it as Leon Edwards is super good striker. I mean, pinpoint accuracy, uh, great on the ground. It can uh, grapple real well. Can handle himself real well. Like. He, he's all around. all around. Super good fight. He had some weird stuff happen with injuries and people backing out of fights and stuff that that kind of kept him under the radar. And he's not somebody that talks a lot either, who who plays the media like that or anything. He keeps it low key. So you know, I like I kind of have that doubt, but I feel like he has way better chance than what a lot of people are giving him at least. You know. I think he's, I think the striking, I think if anything, it would be the striking against Usman, but Usman gets better and better and better after every fight. <laughs> like, it is insane. Every fight, every fight, you, you think, oh, well, Usman's really just a wrestler, you know, just not, bam, he's knocks like out, striking. knocks out Jorge Masvidal. I mean, it dude, breaks see, Colby Covington's jaw. You can see his muscles are busting through his skin. That dude, he got strength. And he can sling people around too. Like. He's determined, man. He, I'll tell you what, dude. He could go up and fight a light heavyweight. Oh, for sure. I mean, he is huge. I, I, it was that last Colby Covington fight I rewatched, and you know, Col Colby Covington's a bigger dude. You're in a full-on welterweight, you know. Then you see Usman. I mean, he looks two of him, like two of Colby Covington. His back. I mean, just I mean, just huge. It, he's everything, dude. Just solid. He that's a, it's a tough. And the fight, fight. I want to see is like him and Izzy meet and fight, but they said they, they said they would never do it. Which obviously you know you can respect that, but it's also I respect it to an extent. Right, it's like it's still the sport. We want to see the best there. I wanna, um, yeah, right. Like you know, at the end of the day, I don't know. I guess it comes down to the person. It's like, where do you want your status to finish off as, you know? Cause, I mean, if it's me, I mean, I know I'm, I'm freaking a spectator, a fan, but I'm saying, I'm, you know, you, you go for the legacy fight. Oh, for sure. I mean, that, that will always, and you, you know, always want to be remembered. The best way to be remembered or the most respect, in my opinion, is the fighter will fight anybody. And that's why I have so much respect for Izzy. Because whenever Izzy went up to light heavyweight, that's, dude. 
Izzy fighting a light heavyweight was insane because I didn't think he was going to do it. And then when he fought uh, Jean Blahovich, I mean, the size difference was it. I mean, he was yeah. too small. But you know what, though? You can't hate on that. He did, he did it. Because, well, that's his only loss, huh? I'm almost certain that's his only loss. Yeah. I mean, man could have still been undefeated to this day, but decided, you know what? I'm going a, I'm to a go chase that legacy. Right. And he's already a, one of the best fighters to fight. One of the biggest names out right now. But it doesn't matter right now. He's trying to get it to where he's remembered in time. It's all about the um, generational. Mean, that's why I always liked uh, Tyson. Dude didn't care. He would fight whoever. He's like, you know, if you're challenging me or if you're coming for my title, I'm fighting you. I don't care if you're bigger than me, stronger yeah. than me. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight you. Straight up. And, that's, uh, and uh, even more recently, Canelo. Canelo moving up. Definitely. Well, that was Definitely. light heavyweight, huh? Against Bavol. Canelo is a, yeah. I, I can't he's I can't a, keep up the boxing weight class. He's, he's so up there. It's like between UFC and boxing, it's a little confusing. But to go up to fight somebody like Bavol, who is uh, humongous, and uh, this big freaking technical, what, Asian, Russian? Some hybrid <laughs> monster. A freaking beast. Not, not in rude way. But <laughs> Keep, you know, gotta keep it. No, be coming for me, man. We're not trying to get canceled, okay? First episode, but uh, to go up there to go fight Baval, Baval has like what a four inch, five inch height advantage. I don't even know if it'll reach advantage, right. and you know, not to mention loses. just his structure is just naturally bigger. But uh, right, because when you get to a certain level, it doesn't matter how much muscle you put on or what you do. It's you know, people are just bigger. Like, yeah. naturally, you know? And, uh, but, you know what? He said, fuck it. I could stay in my divisions. He, he could stay in uh, just his little, the junior middleweight and middleweight. And just keep beating up everybody. It's like, no, that's not good enough. Right. At the end of the day, if you have the opportunity to uh, get there, you know, to try to get that greatness, to get that level of, like, the one percenters, you know? I feel like it's all mental and finding your passion. It's like if you know you're passionate about that and that's all you want to do and you're like having your head like you want to go out as one of the greatest, you're going to take those fights. You're going to be dedicated. You're going to sacrifice a win for a big fight. You know, like, okay, yeah, I might move up and yeah, I might lose, but guess what? I took that fight. I'm going to be remembered as a guy who went up and fought that guy or went down yeah. and fought the guy. I'll fight anybody. Yeah, I, I think... Mike Tyson said it best. I don't care who's there. I'll fight anybody. I'll fight you with your family as spectators in your living room, and they won't even be able to say that you won that fight. Like, if you go in there and you're determined to beat somebody and you beat them. Without a doubt in your mind. You just got to know. It doesn't matter if they're bigger or whatever. I mean, to an extent, obviously, it matters. But you know what I mean. It matters, but I think, I mean, the mental outweighs the physical, though. I mean. For sure. And that's the thing I feel like the day-to-day person needs to realize, too. People get so sucked into the basic uh, day-to-day, you know, got to work my job, got to pay my bills, that they don't really ever think, what's my real passion? What do I want to do in my life to bring you true happiness? And, like, even us doing this podcast, like, okay, yeah, I might be working right now or whatever until everything gets set in motion, but 
I'm not going to work thinking, okay, this is my life. I'm working here for, I have in my head, like, okay, this is a stepping stone. I have something to be working towards and I can go out through my day thinking, okay, this is all just getting me to the next level and right. driving me towards my passion. Right. It's like, you know, this is what it is right now, but this is temporary. Right. It's like, yeah, I might be working this uh, nine to five job and, you know, just living your mundane life, but that hunger to be something better is and just always. Some people either don't have it or just don't tap into it. And I feel like yeah, a lot of people don't tap into it. Right. I think a lot of people don't know the other side of it. To like once they've done it, it's like it's a drive. You can't just turn when you it find off. that thing. Like I don't know what it. I don't know if it's motivation. I don't know if it's finding the true passion or. And I feel like even motivation. The doubt, maybe you know, of uh, thinking, oh, that's stupid. You know, if somebody loves to to just play video games all day. I think people think. Like you said, that I think a lot of people think in their head, like, okay. It's not realistic. Right. It's not realistic, and what would other people think? But that's you think, what would other people think always, right. dude. You got to think you're, like, you know, not offensive or whatever, but the average person, you're not doing shit anyway. So what's the worst that can happen? You go back to not doing shit, and you try. Or it takes off, and you become a millionaire. It's like... The, the, the fear of failure... Is the biggest uh, obstacle for people. Yeah. Like, I, I, the, a lot of things change. I feel like for me, whenever I saw failure as not necessarily an accomplishment, but if I failed at it, that means I, I tried. Learned and I tried. Yeah. That means I tried. And then failure is only failure if you don't learn from it. And That's right. if, if you can take, you know, you know, accept or whatever it is. Like, okay, I tried this. It didn't work out. But, okay, this, I know what I can do better next time, though. You know, I you can sit there and figure it out. And it's like, okay, well, whenever I try again, the next time I try, I'm going to do it this way. I think the big, not the big, but a big thing, like, okay, people use this term loosely, but I say the matrix, you know, the, whatever you want to call it, and getting sucked into the day-to-day life, whatever. People get they feel like where they're stuck, like, oh, I have kids now, I can't, you know, I have a family, I can't uh, worry about this, what I want to do, I have to just work my stupid job and provide for my family, but, first of all, you could have tried that before you had kids, second of all, I don't think, even if you have kids, if you take time, you can dedicate yourself, you got to make time for what you need to do. Right, you, it might take longer, but it's still accomplishable. And you can't look at it as a want. It has to be a need. Like, this has to be yeah. done. Not, oh, I want to do this if I have the time. It's like, no. I'm sorry, yeah. but I'm doing this. Whether it's once a week, once a month, whatever, I'm doing this. And, hey, unless something like life-altering, like a death or something comes up, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I might miss hanging out with my friends. I might miss going to the bar. I might miss this. But guess what? i got to dedicate that time to something more important. For the long term. And you think your kid, when they grow up in 15, 20 years and are millionaires and you have generational wealth, you think they're going to be thinking, damn, once a week my dad wasn't really around. Or are you going to be think they're going to be thinking, man, I had a good parent. They was there for me. And they also took some of their time and dedicated their self a little bit of time. That'll teach them, like, okay, yeah. You dedicate yourself. You can work towards something. You can make something. You set goals. You can get there. You and can get there. And a lot of people, subliminally or subconsciously or consciously, 
look to their parents and realize, well, man, they lived their whole life. They took care of me, and they never really did nothing. That's just what I should do if I have kids. I should just take care of my family. And That's what you're care. supposed to do. Right. That's how it's look. What. You know, I'm not saying don't take care right, of your family. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Gotta take care of your yes, family. take care of your family. Do those things because there's plenty enough people out there that don't. Right. So, yes, do those things. It's not taken away from that. It's like that's the basis. Finding the time instead of going but, drink at a bar for an hour right. or two every week. And that's the take thing. That that's, that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, yeah, I get it. Okay, you got kids. You know, you, know, you got this and that. But so you're telling me you don't ever go out? You telling me your kid's up at like, 5 a.m.? Realistically. How about you wake up at 5 a.m. two hours before you go to work and dedicate your time? They're that's, fucking sleeping. That's like you. People who say pe- they don't have time kind of piss me off. You can find time. Okay, you really dude, can. What, what time is it right now? 2.08 a.m. You know what we're doing? Working on this podcast. I mean, yeah, not because obviously we want to, but it has to be done. I mean, it's something. I mean, I, I could have easily been like, dude, I worked all day today. I had a hard-ass day. Hard. We had a football game. Yeah, we you know, tough shit tired. tonight. You know, I, you know, we can do it tomorrow or whatever. And people look at it like that. They'll be like, man. And it's easy. Like, you, sh- you should really just take a rest. You can do it some other if time. You, if you really, if you don't want to do it, if you're not dedicated enough to do it, you will find the excuse not to do it. And if you're dedicated enough to do it, you'll find the time to do it. Yeah, you'll find the reason, you know, find that passion, find that want to go do it because you stay up an hour late extra at night smoking or drinking. Take that extra hour and do something to work. Or you sleep eight hours. How about you sleep six and a half hours and wake up an hour and a half early and work your ass off doing that? And humans, don't think that, you know, it's like you think you're just... You're so stuck in these ways. You think you're incapable of doing that. Where, well, I can't uh, take my time away from going out to the bar. I can't. I need my drink. Well, I need that drink at night. It helps me with this, and you know. And it's like you're lying to yourself. Ain't gonna kill you. Taking an hour of sleep away ain't gonna kill you. I mean, unless you're not sleeping at all, then you know you got problems. Right, but But you have to. You have to just. It. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. You don't have to. Dude, you take twenty minutes out of your day. You can find man. Twenty minutes. Dude, what? It, it, speed up your shower. Speed up eating a little bit. Speed up the things that you know that you can do, and you kind of take your time. Speed up, like okay, you want to take a drink or whatever. How about you crack a beer while you're working on your shift? Right. Man, manage your time. Manage your time better. Really, you know, really break it down. And and this isn't an overnight thing, but. If, if you really want to get somewhere, and I think the easiest example is like working out. It's like, you know. Consistency is key. It's like people, I think working out is probably the biggest thing people want to do that don't do it. And um, you'll see somebody looking in good shape and be like, oh, I want to be, be like, like that. that. And go home and fucking eat a big ass bag of chips and take a nap and well, drink a beer. It's even, you know, even, you just have to be realistic. Like, you, you it, it doesn't take much to get. To that level, but it's not it's, the, it's all yeah, it's not instant, and I think that's a big problem with people is they want the instant gratitude of it, and instant gratification. That's it. It's like people want like okay, quick, like yeah, they're so used with to, that oh, dopamine. I put my food in the microwave and boom, it's ready. I pour me a cup of water. I have a cup of water. You're not thinking, oh, look at your phone, bam. What about somebody going out in Africa that they want some water? Guess what they got to do? Go up miles, carry buckets of water, and bring it back. Right. Dude, take that time out of your day and study. You're not going to hunt animal for your food all day. 
So right, compared to that, food ready instantly. Thank God, I don't have to go walk in the Sahara and hunt a freaking. You're not building a house every day, working on for a year or two, trying to build a place for your family to live. Like, dude, you you have what you need. You have plenty enough of what you need. If you're everything's accessible. If you're alive, and you know, obviously, there's you know certain cases like you could have like disorders or whatever but if you're alive for the most part and you can function and do go to your Dude, normal job you can find time and you can you do can, whatever you want you can do it because i tell you i mean the thing is there how many stories is there of people who don't who are born with like no arms and no legs or born handicapped that they accomplish amazing physical attributes accomplish amazing things and stuff it's like I feel like Margaret Thatcher said it the best. The best way to be born in this country is to be born with good parents and no money. Because guess what? It'll it. help instill that drive in you, and they'll be able to guide you in the right direction. And it keeps you hungry. And guess what? Yeah. You might be like, man, this sucks right now. But how are you going to feel in 30 years when you're rich and you're eating whatever you want? You're going to be looking back like, huh. Man, those were funny this. times, dude. Man, yeah. remember when we was had to eat McDonald's uh, all the time. I remember when I was living off Raymond, like right. shit like that. And then it's like, guess what? Now I'm ordering a five hundred dollar steak. Yeah. Like guess what? I'm here now. Nobody you know, can take that from you. You I did got it. this though. So and the thing is, your life's gonna go on one way or the other. You gotta look at the bigger picture of things. If if yeah, you're right. if you're truly happy with just doing your nine to five and then going to the bar or drinking and smoking every night and not doing anything. If you're a hundred percent happy with that, truly like deep down to do that, then dude. good for you. Then live that life. But I, I don't feel but like I, you are 90 something, 99% of people aren't. And, and like, okay, why not do something about it? Don't get me wrong. If you come from some third world country and you get a nice little setup here and you feel like, damn, I made it from a hut to a nice house and all I made it. Dude, that's great. But if you could do that, Imagine what else you could do. Right. And it. I think a lot of, uh, for a lot of people too, it's also figuring out what it is you want to work towards. It's, um, and I, I truthfully, I just think the most common one is working out because I think everybody feels like they can be more in shape and, you know, better health and stuff. And I, I don't know. It, it's one of those everybody things. Can do it. You just got to. I think that's the best way to start something like say you know you're passionate about you know I don't like me you know I I like making music as a producer and stuff and at the end of the day I want to be one of the top you know at the top of my craft and top of my level but you're producing this right now bro yeah well yeah we're, 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 we're taking the steps you know we're taking the steps but I think working out is a good way to realize that you can accomplish your bigger goals because i mean if you diet well if you work out if you take that little extra time to work out over six months i mean give yourself five six months dude realize too i mean it's just keep doing it you just take an hour out of your day and work your ass off and see how you look a year from now dedication is the biggest thing with anything and discipline dude me right now with, you know, everything I love to do, jiu-jitsu, boxing, MMA, everything. From what I've learned and what I've done and just going to different gyms and training and all. I, me right now, would beat my ass three years ago. And me three years ago was thinking, ain't nobody about to beat my ass. But it's like, 
I can see the huge difference or just looking at a picture of myself with less defined body or things like that. It's like, yeah, I remember being 15, 16 thinking, man, I really want to get like some abs defined or whatever. And then I do like sit-ups for a week and then be like, man, I look the same. What the hell? It's like, yeah, that's But guess what? I kept doing it and now I can see different things like that or same thing with boxing, you know, like starting boxing. I'm like, damn. I feel like I look goofy hitting the bag or doing something compared right. to these people now. I can go in there and people look at me like, damn, I feel goofy right. looking next I to mean, this guy. Dude. Well, that's, uh, take prime example right here. Me, I mean, I was like, uh, like 140, I mean 240 back in January, like 240 pounds, something like that. And then, you know, just started showing up to the boxing gym. Started showing, started running. Just, I would just go run, literally. And dude, I just go run. Yeah, you that is, you have legs and ground, you can run. Just go run. Screw it. I mean, I would run and just do it every single day. And then what happens is, you start turning into a habit. And yeah, I was. I mean, I, I'm not to a crazy level with like boxing or anything like that. But from where I started, I mean, I was. Same thing. I mean, I learned so much from you and uh, your brother Evan and stuff of, you know, technique and everything. I'm like, man, that looks so goofy, you know. But there was that thing in me, just that animal of like, you gotta keep showing up, right? You never because you know if you don't do it. I I would rather, and I say this a lot with everything. I would rather be that idiot for a couple of months than be that idiot for three years. Or be that idiot for the rest of your life. Or the rest of your life. Yeah, because some people, it's like if you never pick it up. You're always going to be thinking. And it's going to get harder and harder. People just watch boxing at the bar or whatever, and they're like, man. I could have done that. Yeah, I wish I could have did it. Or, man, you know, that that's crazy. I, my body can't move like that. Uh, like, dude, have you ever really tried? I and mean. Have you done the research to try to maybe, you know. And there's really, like, you know, I, I say no excuse. Like, yeah, okay. If you have no legs and no arms. You know, no offense, but you're not going to be the heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, they're really realistic expectations, but I'm telling you to most of the people, most of the people out there, their limitations in their head aren't, aren't real. real limitations. Like, okay, dude, look at me. I didn't, like, before I even have had a heavy bag, I'm thinking, okay, well, how can I practice? How can I box without a heavy bag? And you know what, uh, you know what I did when I didn't have a heavy bag? I got an old rug and duct taped that bitch to yeah, a tree. Yeah, right. I remember that. And guess what? I'd go outside with boxing gloves and hit the tree with a rug on it. Or kick the tree with a rug on it. And then, boom. Started doing that. And I was like, man, this is something I'm really, I really like. Saved up. Got me a nice heavy bag. I mean, you know. Boom. Then I was like, all right, well, heavy bag's nice. I need something where I could actually work on my kicks and actually see where it's landing and stuff. What I do? Worked on the heavy bag for a while. Got a bob. I mean, boom. It's just like... It's slowly, yeah, but the, you the don't progression. need that. I could have been punching that tree forever and doing right. just as good, you know. I just wanted for myself, right? To have right, something, better. something nicer. You realize, like, okay, like I'm true, like I'm true to this, like I'm dedicated to this. Before like, I had any weights or anything, I was like, okay, I can still do push ups on the ground, I can still do sit ups, right? I can still do planks. Well, that's you're right, and I, that's exactly like where I had started, like my workout, like you know, losing weight and stuff like that is you know I, I didn't know what to do 
I didn't, it, it's, it was in my head for a while of working out and stuff, but I didn't know what to do. Like, where do I start? And it, I don't want to go to the gym, you know? I, I don't like, to, you know, all these excuses. And then literally I just got up one day after work and I just went and ran. I literally just went and ran just to feel. feel after that? Uh, a feeling that literally has Nothing sent me down a path that is, you can't return down. Right. Of just, wow. Wow, like that I freaking piece of crap I felt like 30 minutes ago is not even close to the person I am right now. Right. Just after that one run, and then you do it two times, three times. You, you know, you start doing it every day. And you get to six months, and you're like, damn, I can run three point? miles now. I can run four miles. I couldn't even run up the street without being right. past that. Like it, people like don't realize. It's like who who was that? But I I still think about that to this day of like. You know, like almost a year ago, like, who, that, the same thing you said, how, you know, that person in the past, you you thought back then that you could beat up anybody. You thought that, oh, I'm the shit or whatever. And now that you actually been put, you put work towards it and you actually understand what's true, like, damn, I wasn't, who the fuck was that? Like, I'd beat the crap Dude, out of that I remember the first time I learned how to throw, like, proper punches and stuff before that. I'm throwing these wide hooks. And right. Yeah, I get in a fight. I'm just. I'm knocking them out. Right. And Anger. Like, start trying that. Oh, somebody ducks under it and clocks me. It's like you start learning like little things and all, and then you get to the point where I can really actually throw a punch. I really actually know how to move. And now I'm like, damn. Yeah. Two, right. three years ago, I really thought I was badass. But if that guy and me got in a fight, I'd make a light work of it. And also what it does, too, I think it, 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 um, it's a nice, gives you a good bit of humbleness too with working clarity. out, where you kind of understand where you are on the spectrum that's of things like that. Say, you understand where you stand. And um, and that that's like definitely one thing for sure. Me and like, you know, I never really thought that I could just beat up somebody, you know, whatever. But I always felt like if I got in a fight, I'm not losing, you know. And like most people, you know, you just get it. I'd be so pissed. There's no I'll, way. I'll bite this guy. You know, I'll do whatever I have to. And, and then you go spar with somebody that knows how to fight. Oh, wow. I'm 100% could easily have gotten my face cracked right. and stuff. And then now that I'm to a point where, okay, yeah, I can fight 100 times better than I could before. But that doesn't put it in my head that, oh, I can fight. Because now you know what I'm thinking? The person who, like, the me... A year from now, and or I'm the be, guy that's next to you that's been doing it three times as long. As right, you. or the guy who's been doing it way longer, who knows way more, who's way more disciplined, way better fighter, and then it makes me look at that and give a lot more respect to yeah. uh, respect to and people, humbleness. and just a lot more. You know what? I, I'm not what I think I am. Like but I'm, I'm better than what I used to be. Right, but I'm on the path of getting to you know my peak level and. That's a big problem too. People, they think, well, why should I be better? I'm look at me now. They have these false ideas in their head, and it's like, I mean, dude, I used to think like that too. Like I said, man, when I started jujitsu for the first time, I was like, oh, man, if somebody fights me, you know, whatever, I'll do have to, I'll kick them in the balls, I'll blah blah blah, I'll poke garbage, and then boom, I start jujitsu. I'm like, wow, that wouldn't happen. These guys, you know, they'll just that's they're not gonna allow that to happen. You can try whatever you want. It's just not right. I mean, 
to go back to what we were talking about earlier, it's like there's always somebody bigger than you and stuff and who's put more time into it, has put more work into it. And, you know, you got to understand the path it takes to get where you're trying to go. Right. Wherever that is. And understanding, like, I th- you got to be real with yourself, okay? You got to look in the mirror and say, okay, this is who I am. Might not be the best, but this is where I can be. Right. Because once you figure out what you are and you get that ground zero, then you can build up. But if you, if you, if you have false concepts. and you're really on the first floor. It, it's going to. It's going to mess you up. You're not going to do it. You're not going to have the right mindset going into it. Because if like you start working out and you, you know, I'm in shape, you know, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm, I'm not out of shape or nothing. And then you go try to run a mile and you can't do it. it you're going to have all these doubts of everything of like, it's going to hit you in the face, you know, it, one way or the other, you're going to realize or metaphorically. And then that, that will determine if you reach your goal or not. Because I mean, and when it does hit them face, are you gonna keep going at that? Right. Time? Because a lot, a lot of people don't know. It's like that's one of the main steps of trying to accomplish your goals in life is you have to fail. You have to get knocked down. You have to go through those tri- tribulations to determine if it's real or not. Oh yeah. Because if you can't fight through that, if you can't fight through those little bumps in the road, then then I mean, yeah. You're not going to be able to. Uh, you're not going to be able to get where you want to go. Yeah, you know? I think I don't know. I feel like it's just you got to put yourself. And I don't like to use motivation because I feel like motivation comes and goes. But if you have that right. internal drive, it don't that's always going to be there. If you have that internal hunger, then you're going to push yourself, and you just got to find that. I feel like everybody has it deep down. You just got to find that within yourself, and once you find out, like okay whatever is your passion or your drive. Once you really realize, okay, that's what I'm dedicated to, there's nothing going to be stopping you. You're going to make yourself get that one way or the other. It's the basicest thing. It can go back in time. You, you, you don't have water and you have a thirst for water. You're going to get some water or literally, literally die. Literally die. Like, you're not just going to sit there and be like, I'm thirsty. Well, I'm going to just sit wish here and thirst for No. And you need to look at that with everything. Like, oh, I wish I could be a boxer. No. Let me go out there and start boxing. And then I'll be a boxer. Like, oh. It's like, what's the path to get there? Bam. Step one. Bam. Then go from there. Just, I don't know. People sometimes. It takes a lot of dedication, man. It takes a lot of dedication. To dedication and mental strength. You, you just got to be real with yourself. And I, I think you got to look at things um, not as uh, short term. Yeah. Don't do it for the short term one. Because, you know, or like. For me, you know, I'm 23 years old, you know. I've already been on here 23 years, okay, one way or the other, you know. So it's it's going to go past, all right. Now, I can look at, to, well, you know, I'm not really in shape and you know, I've been working out, but I'm out, you know, this and that, the short-term stuff or whatever. But if I look, well, by 30, by 30, I want to be, you know, this body type, whatever. I want my body to be this and or whatever your goals are. I want my money to be this amount or whatever. Okay, bam. Bam. Now take the steps to get there. Right. Stay motivated to go get there because you know by the time you're 30 and you hit that number or you hit that weight goal. The accomplishment uh, is just going to 
Just amazing. the fact that you dedicated something that long to something that positive, and then you see the results of it. I think, uh, I don't know. That's just what it is. Like, keep going at it. Um, and I mean, like you said, 23 years, okay? You've been here. What did you accomplish? Now imagine if you, same thing with me. 21 years I've been on this earth. I look, okay, only the past four or five years is I've dedicated myself to right. this. Same. Now what if I do this? For twenty-one more years, and then right. when I'm forty, I'll, I could be in amazing shape and still be ready to kick ass. Or when I'm right. thirty-five, you know, and whatever, ten, fifteen years, you know. Right. You gotta, um, you gotta, just stay down and just do it. You know, like not even trying to be on that corny shit or anything like that but not even you know figure out what right right, that's all I want to say shout out Nike just do it you know what I'm saying but uh nah like you know just take that look in the mirror figure out okay this is what I'm doing in my life right now is this really what I want no where do I want to be well I want to get there I want to be the greatest car salesman ever figure out the steps to get there and it's that simple. It might sound like, oh, it's that simple, but it really, it really is. is, especially nowadays, because with uh, social media and technology, you just gotta reach to out, someone. reach out to Figure people, reach out. out to people in your area, talk to them, talk to them, get any advice Network. you can. And the thing is, forget about rejection. Any type of rejection from somebody, or any somebody who puts you down or says you can't do it, it's somebody that's jealous, or they think, okay. I'm mad because I'm not doing that or I can't Right. Take that as a compliment. If I reject you, bet more power to me. You know how many people I've heard tell me, like, when I started boxing, they're like, okay, but do you really think you get in there with somebody who really knows what they're doing? Do you stand a chance? Uh, Yeah, if I dedicate myself, you're saying that because you've never done it and you think in your head, if you get in there, you couldn't do it. But guess what? I look at it totally different. I look at it like, okay. They're doing the same thing as me. I know how they're doing it. But it's not impossible. I can get there. And I think, uh, I don't know. I feel like that's a good way to start closing up, you know, just like, yeah, just do it, people. Yeah. I mean, like, I just think. whatever you got to do, just do it. Yeah. At the end of the day, such a goal. Go get it. That's all I want. World peace. And, oh, yeah, Bob Lazar. Right. And I want to give a little shout out, uh, you know, People who helped us get here today and different things and other people who are working hard and all. I want to talk about uh, this Ember Leather Co. Uh, oh, yeah. Sitting right here, handmade. And uh, I want to shout them out there bringing us, you know, helping support and fully supporting the idea. And um, Hell, yeah, man. We do. You know, y'all should support that, too. If you need any good handmade, made in USA, good quality wallets. Good quality card holders, anything leather related. Logan Talamo, hit him up, find him on social yeah, media. Yeah, shout out Logan Talamo, man. You'll figure it out. You can get what you need. And uh, last thing I want to say is, y'all be prepared. Within the next few weeks, we're going to have a hotline set up for you guys. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Y'all get ready to get y'all's calls in, man. Get get y'all's questions together. Figure out what y'all want to ask us. Ask us anything. Right, we're just, gonna give you some. We're gonna give you some advice. I'm gonna give you some real ass answers too. It might hurt your feelings, but I'm gonna tell you straight. I'll tell up. you the truth. There's the command center here. We 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 tell you how it is, and I mean, you know, like it or hate it, that's just what it is. If you got a problem, you know where to find. We're us. at the command center, but that's right. 
All right. All right. Wrap it up. Uh, that's Thank all God. the time we have for today or tonight, I should say. Yeah, but, right. Uh, though it's morning. Jeez. Right. Thanks for everybody listening. And uh, hell yeah. Catch the same time next week. Yes, sir.